Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show where the points are real, but the stakes are still a little undercooked. This show is scheduled for... One fall! With a 60-minute time limit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the One Fall Show. I am your host, Chizuck Bean, joined by uh, the voice you heard at the top of the show, my co-host, Mr. Shawnee Constant. How are you doing, sir? I am doing all right. How are you this afternoon? I'm living the dream, living the isolated dream. I'm uh, I, I'm finally uh, finally tying it up, so you can't yell at me for that. You, there's plenty of things you can yell at me for today, but I wore a tie. They're not you see this suit I'm wearing? I just dropped two at the same time, damn. They're not <laughs> All right, well, let's get to our panelists because they are the meat and potatoes of our show. Of course, we were recording this on uh, just a couple of hours before WWE's Money in the Bank event this week. And uh, I'd like to introduce you, first of all, to a returning panelist and uh, yet to be champ, Erica Bennis. Erica, uh, wanted to pose a question to each of you as uh, we go around so that the fans and people listening at home can get an idea of what type of person they're listening to so the question for this week is that uh chris jericho said in a recent tweet that as of right now in this moment he thinks he is the greatest wrestler working today if you had to pin that title on somebody erica who would you say is the greatest wrestler working today okay well before i even get to that i'd like to thank you for acknowledging the fact that i haven't won the title yet thanks for the reminder uh even though i mentioned last week that like piper do i really need it not really. Um, as for the, I think the the best working wrestler right now, even though he, you know every, uh, semantics, let's not get into him. I can't, you know, Will Ospreay. I'm sorry. Even in, with just selfies alone, he's still producing quality content. I miss him dearly. I still watch. I mean, he he's coming off an incredible year. I think you can't really judge who's the best working wrestler right now when you have only two promotions going. So it's it's um the the hubris is high right now with Mr. Jared. I was just trying to point out that I feel you are hungry this week and quite possibly a force to be reckoned with. Well, if anything, I'm gassy, so come on. It's just it's tragic. We are joined also this week by a returning champion of our very first week of this new version of the One Fall Show, Mr. Nate Bender. Nate, who do you think is the uh, greatest wrestler working right now? Well, let me tell you something, Chuck Bean. My title was stolen last week. I'm coming for you, Justin. And this time, I brought backup. That's right. You know something, you see it, and you are true. Once in a lifetime, there comes a man that deserves total respect. And I'm looking right at that man across the table from me. And that man is Nate Bender. That's right. So this week, he is my backup. And, uh, you know, interesting question right off the top. Who is the best worker right now? Listen, I got to say Maxwell Jacob Friedman. He's the only talent working right now where in 30 years, I'm still going to want to watch him. Who is uh who is your backup in there, Nate? Oh, uh, Will Will Cherry is my backup. Is uh is is my ringer. He is my uh special enforcer this week. Yeah, we're gonna make sure that justice is served, and that that man gets his rightful title back. That's right. I I would say that is against the rules, but the rules are kind of in flux. So I think uh, tell me you- what the rules are, Chuck. Shawnee, tell me what this the week. rules are. And then I will follow them. But I have had no rules sent to me. There are no rules on the books concerning a heater. And so, therefore, we will have to allow this uh, indiscretion to continue for the remainder of the show. They got no choice. See, we put them right in the corner, right where we want them. And we got what we want. You throw it out and then you reel them in real uh, slow. Oh, yeah. I agree <laughs> wholeheartedly. <laughs> All right. Well, our returning champ from week two is Mr. Justin Valentine. Justin, who do you think is the greatest uh, wrestler working right now today? First of all, let's leave it to Nate 
just like any other storyline you see in wrestling, when he can't get the job done himself, he brings backup. I don't need a backup. You can have all the backup you want. I, I, I'm with Erica, though. It's tough to say right now because there's only two promotions fully going on. I'm going to roll with Bray Wyatt currently right now. This guy is rolling with two characters that I'm all in on uh, from backstage promos. He's in tremendous shape he got himself into great shape for this character and he's going after the biggest and the baddest in the business since he's been back i'm gonna roll with bray wyatt on this oh honey yeah you know something justin you got two things to watch your mouth and now you're back Ooh. I'm There's ready. a lot of testosterone going on we here today. I know. I was I was just commenting that we were all kind of having a good time and hadn't gotten very competitive yet, but I feel like we have turned a corner today. Uh, he brings backup. What I mean, what we never said anything about backup managers, you know, mouthpieces, whatever you want to call it. And all of a sudden there's backup. Okay. You lose once and you bring backup. I see. Hey, listen, don't be mad that you don't have a Rolodex. You can go through. And you can call guys to help out. Okay. Don't be mad that you don't have that network because guess what? He does. All right. Well, if that being said, uh, we're going to try something a little new this week, which uh, we've been doing every week until we finally get the game fine tuned. This week, in each particular round, uh, the first question will be worth one point, the second question will be worth two. And the third will be worth three points. Once we've gone through three rounds, there will be a final question where uh, contestants can wager the points that they've won against their ability to answer that question correctly before they've even heard it. And then we will determine uh, by points who is the winner this week. The math is starting to get a little complex, sir. I'm not sure that I like it. It is a little complex. We're trying to run as fair a game as possible. Shawnee, who should we start with this week? I'm having a hard time remembering who we started with last week. So I think we should go with the champ. Give him a chance to kick the doors open. I'm good with that. All right. So uh, this week we've got three different rounds. The f- uh, One of them is completely questions about the money in the bank event of the, uh, of the past. A second round is about the women of Wednesday night. And the third round concerns news and notes around the territories. Justin, where would you like to start? Let's let's go with money in the bank. Of course. Of course. This is where he would want to start. Strategy is key. Don't hate on that. All right. Question one. In 2016, the money in the bank briefcase winner cashed in on the same night, leading to the title to be held by all three members of this faction. Faction! Can you name that faction? Oh, good question. Oh, man. 2016. Name that faction. You're stumping me, so I'm going to throw out the shield. That, in fact, is the correct answer. No! (laughs) I love it. And I believe this total injustice already from the get-go. I I don't know why I did not think that was the answer. Who cashed in that year? Was it Ambrose? Was it Ambrose? Yeah, yeah I, that I was, was his year. I, I was legitimately stumped on that one. I'm glad I got it right. Yeah, that was the year that Seth Rollins took the title from Roman Reigns, and then Ambrose cashed it in. Yeah, that is correct. Now I remember, because he did it at Mania. Okay, yeah. While we're talking about the Shield, uh, very obviously, Dean Ambrose now John Moxley in AEW, which means that uh, we don't see him as often as we might in clips from the past. But we've also noticed in the last couple of weeks that Roman Reigns has been edited out of some very key clips. How does everyone, uh, what does everyone think about the Roman Reigns situation right now? Uh, it's weird to me because, I mean, he came out and talked about, you know, it's more about his kids than his actual health because he says he's okay. But the way they're editing things out, something tells me it just doesn't sit well with them. And I can't fully blame WWE. I get everything going on, but they gave everyone a chance to walk at a, a certain time. And Roman was there for the build up to WrestleMania, and then he dipped out right before being in the main one of the main matches of WrestleMania as a businessman I can't argue WWE being upset I think it's a this is a bad look for WWE for sure the guy just got over cancer again he's going to be more considerate of his health than maybe other people are 
And I think he's just looking out for, you know, the, the, the best thing for him and his family. I can't fault him for that, but yeah, it's, it's auspicious how absent he is throughout the entire product. I would second Nate. Um, I can't blame uh, Roman for backing out. He is a father. Um, I'm sorry, a wrestling match in the middle of a plague uh, when he is immunocompromised is uh, he, he made the right move. If this truly is like a sour grape situation, it's a terrible look. Or perhaps, maybe, going to look on the bright side of things, maybe they're going to build to a big return for him. I, I mean, I, for once, I want to try and give WWE at least some sort of positive outlook, even though, I, come on, let's be honest, uh, Vince McMahon is not a fan of illness. Uh, he has no time nor patience for it. Uh, the show must always go on. And for the big dog to back out. I'm sure. Yeah. He was rather, you know, it it left him sour, but like, get over it. He's a human who didn't want to die. I'm not hating on Roman Reigns for doing it. I agree with you on that. I think it's just more of the timing. I can't blame WWE for being upset either, just because of the timing of it. They had a whole stage of superstars that left at a certain time. Roman Reigns was not one of them. So they carried on with him toward WrestleMania and then a late decision to pull out. He's a person that's been dealing with doctors and medical science uh, for a, a good portion of his life. Whereas I reckon that a lot of professional wrestlers are not. So he has probably had conversations and said, look, until there is a resolution to this virus, I can't be there. And it doesn't make sense that they would continue to promote Roman Reigns for the next 12 or 18 months. So I don't know that it's necessarily sour grapes. I certainly can't rule that out. I am not a person that is interested in uh, defending the badger. But... I don't know that it's necessarily as nefarious as people are making it out to be. Yeah, I've had that. Uh, I've had that thought as well. That possibly they just don't want to continue to uh, talk about a, a character that they can't deliver on for the next couple of weeks. And you hope that that's what it is. You hope it's not, you know, just Vince being bitter that somebody ruined a, a WrestleMania event. But uh, I guess we'll all have to wait and see when the next time we get to see the big dog go for the big stakes. What happens if he's on the next release list? Oh, that would be a whole different animal and probably a lawsuit. That, yeah, and I agree with you on that. That's going way too far. That's way different than just cutting them out of promos and replays. That's a PR nightmare. And let's face it, they can't exactly afford that ever, especially when they're doing business with Saudi Arabia right now. They've done dumber stuff. So, And from a fan perspective, too, you you think, you know, what what kind of, dream match situation do you get if Roman Reigns is suddenly a free agent? <laughs> Roman Reigns to AEW confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, God. All right. Moving on with the game. We are into question two. Justin on the board with one point. And uh, in our second question in our bank on it category, at WrestleMania 24 in 2008, CM Punk. Hey, you know what? This is a real chick magnet. <laughs> won his first of two consecutive money in the bank ladder matches when this front runner was suspended for 60 days for his second failed drug test in the company. Who am I talking about, Justin? Again, I'm stumped, man. Uh, well, you do, uh, you do know that we love wrong answers only here. So if yes. you do not know an answer, give yes. what you think is quite possibly the funniest answer. And if everybody gets it wrong, then the booking committee will decide who's right. Man, oh man, I can't. I, I want to say actually, I'm gonna try with uh, Bobby Lashley. A uh, a a respectable attempt, but a Fuck wrong you, Bobby, answer. Shawnee, should we? Uh, who do we go to next? I'm not going to be put on the hook for this. <laughs> okay, fair enough, Erica. We will uh, take it to you. Do you need the question again? Could you please? Because you kind of broke up a lot when you were reading it. Not a problem. At WrestleMania 24. In 2008, CM Punk won his first of two consecutive Money in the Bank ladder matches when this front runner was suspended for 60 days for his second failed drug test in the company. Um, Randy Orton? Damn it. Also not correct, but a, uh, a, a, respectable, a respectable guess. That leaves it to our uh, first week champ, Nate Bender. Nate, do you need the question one more time? 
Yeah, read the question one more time. Okay. You guys are just doing this to torture me. At WrestleMania 24 in 2008, CM Punk won his first of two consecutive Money in the Bank ladder matches when this frontrunner was suspended for 60 days for his second failed drug test in the company. Is it... Uh... You know what? We need to take our time on this one. We need to really think about who we're going to pick, what the answer's going to be, okay? See, right now what Nate is doing, he's using that brain power, okay? He's thinking about it not too hard because he doesn't want to use it all up for the rest of the show, okay? He's got to focus on getting that belt back. Dude, this shit sucks. <laughs> uh, is it uh, William Regal? Wow, that is incorrect. No! Injustice, I totally... Oh. When was William Regal ever a frontrunner? When he was the manliest man. When he was a man's man, that's for sure. No, the uh, correct answer to this question is Jeff Hardy. Uh, it should have been obvious. Uh, smack yeah, bag yeah, Jack, yep. Jeff Hardy. That's right. A, a name synonymous with failed drug tests. Yep. Yep. Uh, we, we are looking at a return of Jeff Hardy with this week's money in the bank. We were talking about that before the show. He, uh, is in a program currently with Seamus, but we'll be wrestling Cesaro at money in the bank. How do we all feel about the returning Jeff Hardy? What, hang on. Somebody needs to explain this to me because Seamus and Cesaro haven't been featured on television together in almost a year. So why is Cesaro suddenly a part of this match when Seamus is the one interrupting him on SmackDown? It makes no sense. Oh, yeah. I mean, I agree with it. And, you know, Chuck, you brought up a good point before the show. It depends on who they can get and when, because you could say the same thing about Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura all of a sudden backing up King Corbin after being with Sami Zayn for a couple months. Clearly, Sami Zayn isn't available for one reason or another, and they have to book something, but it doesn't make much sense storyline wise. I agree. I don't think it would be nearly as problematic if they hadn't been so. Uh, blatant about the fact that they felt they could just slot in anybody to fill any role yeah. during the good times. You know, I absolutely understand the show must go on and you're going to just put on matches that can happen. But the fact that they abused us as a fan base for so long by just uh, treating all of their storylines like they were completely interchangeable, I thought was unacceptable. And it makes this a little hard to swallow. Although I am a huge mark for Cesaro. I think he's one of the top guys in the world and is horribly underutilized in the WWE. No argument there. I was simply of the opinion that there are only two men we know who don't just set the bar. They are the bar. So if you can't get one, you might as well get the other. Is it, Do you think Cesaro's coming out with the coat since he's standing in for, for uh, Sheamus? I think he should. I mean, he's bouncing around on SmackDown anyway, backing up whoever he, you know, is told to. All right, get the army coat. Let's do it. All right, let's move on to the next question. As of now, uh, Justin has one point. And that's it, right? And that is it. Yeah, no one got that second question. So uh, we're back to Justin for our third question in our bank on it category for three points. In 2011, this short-lived champion not only grabbed the raw Money in the Bank briefcase, but also pulled the mask off of Rey Mysterio Jr. Who is it? Was that uh, Jack Swagger? No, I know who it was. Damn it. No, no that ahead. is unfortunately incorrect, uh, which means we are going to move on to Erica Banis. Erica, who I, I I heard you. I, I have no clue, brother. I, I've drawn a blank. Wow, we found the sweet spot of uh, stumping our contestants. Historical questions. All right, Nate Bender, it's down to you for three points. In 2011, who not only grabbed the raw Money in the Bank briefcase, but pulled the mask off of Rey Mysterio? Well, that would be one Mr. Cody Rhodes. Wow. That is. Hey. Okay, so I know it won't count, but was it Dolph Ziggler? No, that is also incorrect. And I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I can't pull points off of you for being incorrect twice. But if I could, holy yes, moly. you can. Yes, you can. I give you permission. It was uh, Alberto Del Rio. Oh man, yeah, that asshole. Okay. So there you go. A rough start to this week's uh, particular game. Justin on the board with only one point. Still winning. Yeah. <laughs> we will move on to Erica. Erica, you've got a couple of uh, categories to choose from. You can either talk about the women of Wednesday or we can go around the territories and speak on the news and the notes of the week that was. Where would you like to start? 
Uh, let's go around uh, the territories, please. Let's kick that off. All right. Question one worth one point. Dave Meltzer reporting this week that a special entrance for this superstar had to be nixed at this year's WrestleMania, suggesting his match was not planned to be a cinematic style like it ended up being. Who are we talking about? Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, apparently, you see, I tried to, like, legit study this week, thinking, like, oh, man, I'm going to fucking kill it. It's going to be great, too. I'm going to do so good this week. Apparently, I'm just going to shit the bed. I have no idea. Oh, man. Man. All right. Well, uh, Eric, we'll move from Erica to Nate. Do you need the question again? Yeah, read the question again. Dave Meltzer reporting this week that a special entrance for this superstar had to be nixed at WrestleMania 36, suggesting that his match was not planned to be the cinematic style that it ended up being. Hey, you know what? We need to once again think about what we're going to do, all right? Nate, I know you got it. I know you want to say it, but something deep down makes me just kind of want to hold off a little bit. And from there, we just got to make sure we get it right. Just relaxing, taking our time with it. That you would know, be. We we don't have to rush for anything. That's right. They're on our time. That's right. Okay. They don't have to make us do anything we don't want to do. Is the answer Bray Wyatt? Yeah, the judge says that is correct. It was for the fiend Bray Wyatt. Congratulations, Nate. You are on the board with one point. There oh, we go. yeah. There we go. One we now had a tie on top of the board. One point each go. for Justin and Nate. Let me confer with my uh, co-host and announcer for a second. We throw this back to Erica, do we not? Sure. Okay. <laughs> that was that was a very bland, though. Let's throw her a bone. Do, do, well, I just, you know, in this case, whoever gets the answer right continues the play, sir. Do, oh. do we not get to chat about the, the big Bray Wyatt Knicks? Sure, let's talk about it. Um, I, I did read that they talked about the band Code Orange, who does his new theme. We're actually going to play at it. That is honestly my favorite part of WrestleMania entrances is when they get a live band to play for uh, a WrestleMania entrance. Fuck you, Bobby. Not Bobby. No, not him. Before we get talk about The Fiend and um, you know the, the cinematic Firefly Funhouse match, does everybody have possibly a favorite band playing a superstar to the ring entrance oh totally what do you you can start erica what do you think it is there's motorhead that is it you don't get much better than lemmy playing you out anywhere he could play me out to a a lovely park uh in the middle of the state he could play me entering a grocery store and it would be beautiful epic poignant sure did he flub the lyrics I, of course he did, because he was probably drunk at the time. But that's oh, yeah. what made Lemmy Lemmy. And God bless him. <laughs> yes, that's true. What about you, Justin? Do you have a favorite entrance from WrestleMania where a band played somebody out? Well, I'm going to go with Erica on this one. Triple H has had so many great WrestleMania entrances because he's freaking Triple H and he married the boss's daughter and so on. But it doesn't take away the fact that he does have the top one for a live band. Yeah, that's that's absolutely respectable. Nate, do you have a favorite? Absolutely. And listen, you guys are entitled to your opinion, but you're also entitled to be wrong. The only correct answer for this is Christopher P. Warren, the original DX band. <laughs> that was a good one. There, uh, sidebar, there was, I, I can't think off the top of my head who the singer is of... Um, Minoru Suzuki's theme, but I guess she sung him out during one Wrestle Kingdom, and obviously he's a heel guy. Uh, so like, like, you know, he tried to like just like play it hard and still be a badass, but you could tell he was like freaking out that this like very like beautiful woman was singing him out to the ring. It was uh, it, look it up. It's beautiful. It's very <laughs> moving. Uh, it five stars. I absolutely despise the musical choices that the WWE makes, but I absolutely love uh, when Kaze Ninare was played live for Minoru Suzuki to come out. Big fan of that. On a personal note, I really liked when uh, Nita Strauss played out uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, even if he did lose to AJ Styles. That was probably the pinnacle of uh, his WWE run, is getting played out by a bunch of violinists and Nita Strauss on electric guitar. So there you go. And now we go back up. 
So uh, the Firefly Funhouse match, I don't know that we've discussed it on the show here, but uh, I was a huge fan. I felt it had many, many layers to go through and was kind of fun. Uh, starting with uh, Erica, well, how did you feel about it? I loved it. I, you know, I think when you, the in the right hands, a cinematic match can be something interesting. And clearly Bray has a vision for his character and how he wants to move forward. And clearly, I mean, they were, their backs were up against the wall considering the virus and everything. And they had to really kind of put a lot more time into the match itself. Um, I loved it. My biggest fear, however, since there was so, there was an overwhelmingly positive response to not only the Firefly Funhouse match, but the Boneyard match, if that is what it was called. I don't want them to go to that well too often. That should be a special thing. That should be something that is done sparingly. But like with many things in the WWE, whenever they hear that somebody likes something, they then just abuse the hell out of it. And then it's like, well, then we don't like it anymore. I'm sorry. You've ruined it. You, 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 you had something beautiful and you shit all over it. Way to go. What about you, Nate? What did, how did you feel about the uh, Firefly Funhouse match a couple weeks ago? I hated it. I thought it was really uh, silly and I've seen don't hug me. I'm scared. So there's really nothing that this brought to the table that I thought was earth shattering. And maybe it's because I've seen the shit that Bray gets his ideas from that. It becomes instantly less impressive, but uh, I thought it was better than the boneyard match. Um, I I had I'd, I'd had those two flipped initially, but uh, upon you know uh, several weeks of reflection, uh, I've now come around a little bit at least to the uh, Firefly Funhouse match uh, because of some of the the in jokes and silly bullshit that was in there. Well, Will, what about you? You saw this shit. I did appreciate John Cena with that NWO shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was awesome. But yeah, I mean, it's it's so far from wrestling that you you can't really call it what it is. It's a presentation, sure. Was it entertaining? Yeah, a little bit. But overall, it wasn't a match. And who won? Because yeah. at the end, it was like a one-two-three pin, and someone in a mask won. But who gives a shit? Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, that it's it's heartbreaking. <laughs> what's uh, what's your feelings on the Firefly Funhouse, Justin? Before we move on. I thought it was great. I thought, you know, first of all, you mentioned that it wasn't a match. No one really wanted to see Bray Wyatt and John Cena in a match, in all honesty. And I think it was so good because of the fact that there was no live audience. So they could put all of their efforts into making it good for the at-home audience. When there's a live audience and an at-home audience and something like that, you could tell that they struggle to say, okay, well, this is more for the live audience and this is more for the at-home audience and they can't go one way or the other. And both the Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse match was able to go all in for the at-home audience. And I thought it was great. You know, Justin, I will give you that. I, I, it has, it is better than all of the empty arena wrestling that they've done since. All right, let's move on to our second question, Erica, in our news and notes category. This week, wrestling Twitter was stirred up when this Black Wednesday release unexpectedly put over the revolt, creating a buzz about a potential faction Factions! of former, there it is, of former WWE talent outside of the company. Uh, any idea who we're talking about here? Apparently, I was just too involved with work work to actually pay attention to wrestling crap. My apologies. Um, who got let go Wednesday? Shit. Uh, beats the hell out of me. I have no idea. All right, let's move on to uh, let's move on to Nate. Nate, uh, wrestling Twitter stirring up this week when this uh, release from Black Wednesday over in the WWE unexpectedly put over the revolt, creating buzz about a potential faction. Factions. There it is. A former WWE talent outside the company. Hey, Nate, let's discuss this. Who really do we really want to say it is? Uh, I think I have a pretty good idea of who it is. You got a good idea? I think I got a pretty good idea. Are you sure about that? Idea? I, listen, if this is for points, I think I got a pretty good idea. Hey, 
we got to get that title back. All right. We got to be a champion. Is it EC3? That is correct. It is EC3. Boom. There it Boom. is. One step closer to being back to greatness. All right. Well, that uh, I believe Nate got the last one correct as well. Uh, do we have a do we have like a three count or something on these questions? Because I, I get the feeling that there's a little bit of stalling going on over on that end. Oh, man, thank you for mentioning that. Hey, hey whoa, 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 what is this? Total injustice being accused of something you didn't even do. I don't even know what you're talking about. I will hear none of this. And look, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about, but don't talk to me about it. Okay. Chuck, frankly, I'm uh, shocked and appalled that you would accuse one of our esteemed contestants of cheating. I can't uh, imagine what would make uh, you do that. Excuse me. Excuse me, bitch. You accused me of look. cheating last week. So shut the fuck up. Thank you, Shawnee. I appreciate, I appreciate that. I don't see a referee here. That's I don't right. I see a referee. Look, I, I would just challenge that Nate answers the question directly after Chuck's done and not ask for a repeat or ask his mouthpiece to give a little spiel. Hey, if you don't have the striped shirt, you don't make the rules. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on. We'll we'll see how this plays out. Uh, getting getting that one correct. I will uh, throw this category to you, Nate. Uh, in an interview with Title Match Wrestling this week. This hardcore legend discussed learning from Michael Hayes that his work in ECW and WCW wouldn't be recognized when he made it to the WWE and that in a meeting, Vince McMahon went so far as to ask the room, and I quote, who the fuck hired him? Uh, hey, we got till five. That's right. We that's right. That's right. Five, okay. That's the rule up and down. We got till five. Okay. You want to play referee? That's fine. Hey, that's cool, man. We can do that. But we got till five, okay? So let's do it. Let's count. One, two, two. Hey, we don't even have to speed this up. Three. This is a very lax count. Hang on. Yeah, I'm hearing. You know what? I'm hearing stuff. We we got to go back to one. Oh, hey, they they rolled out of the ring. They interrupted the count. We got to go back. Come on, you're the referee. Be the ref. Referee it. I would like to request that uh, you 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 answer the question, Nate. Okay, are we doing are we doing a 20 count here? I didn't hear no rules before this. Nate, I I, I really I really would like an answer or I'm gonna have to move on to the next contestant. Hey, this guy, I think he's I think he's playing favorites right now. I think he wants us to just speed it up. He just wants us to blurt stuff out. I think he wants us to lose. I don't think they want you to be champion. I think Nate might have been smoking a little bit of the weed and has forgotten what the question was. Hey, well, we had a strenuous training regimen in the last two days. That's right. Please repeat the question one more time. Okay. Uh, in an interview with Title Match Wrestling this week, this hardcore legend discussed learning from Michael Hayes that his work in WCW and ECW would not be recognized when he made it to WWE and that Vince McMahon said in a meeting, who the fuck hired him? Uh, let's go with Raven. Oh, that is that is correct. That is three points for Nate Bender. Boom. Right Boom. back on top. Boom. Right back on top. Say everything twice. Say everything twice. All right, Shawnee. Give me a uh, give me a point total here. I believe Nate is in the lead. Going into round three, Nate is in the lead with six points. Justin is in second place with one point, and Erica still not on the board. You know what, Will? We're 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 on track to victory. This type of victory requires a woo. Ready? Oh yeah. Three, two, one. Woo! They harmonized. I can't believe they harmonized. Because we have that kind of partnership. We've been up and down the road in those back alleys, in Isn't those bars. We were we learning our craft when you weren't even on the computer. That's right. There is a third category. Correct. The women of Wednesday and seeing as uh, Erica still yet to be on the board, we will start with you. Uh, this week, making her NXT debut in the corner of Karrion Cross, this colorful woman arrives with experience in AAA, Ring of Honor, and TNA on her resume. Dear, you know I didn't watch NXT. I watched AEW. Get your act together. Next. I'm, I'm going to assume that means that you do not know the answer to this question. No. Okay, fair enough. Let's, uh, let's move on to uh, Justin, who is only on the board with one point. Who do you think this was, Justin? Uh, I believe the name was Scarlett. 
Yes, that is correct. Oh, but but, but, but wait, wait, but, but but you're not gonna bother to give her actual name before she was in the WWE, which was Scarlett Bordeaux. See, and I know that more. Is correct. I know more than you. And he speaks the truth. <laughs> That's, right. That's I, right. I answer the question, which is what is required of me. And notice I did it right after he asked me. Hey, look, just because you can be quick on the draw doesn't mean anything, okay? We like to take our time here. We like to think things out. That's we right. We like to make a plan before we just go and open our mouths willy-nilly and say whatever we want, okay? We can do that whenever we want, but we want to be winners. This is the podcast equivalent of rolling out of the ring, okay? All right, well, hey, just because you just because you don't want to take a break in a timeout, hey, we can do what we want. We can do whatever we want. We got 10. We, like to we got 10. That. We got 10. Justin on the board with uh, two points, and uh, Nate, of course, uh, leading right now with, is it uh, six? Yes, sir. Six points. All right. Commanding lead. Let's move on to the uh, second question. Should we should we keep it on Justin, or should we throw it to Erica? Yep, he got the answer correct. He gets to keep going. All right, that's fair. Uh, Justin, uh, this fiancé to super bad Kip Sabian used to be connected to plain old bad boy Joey Janela. Who is this AEW superstar? You know what? I cannot answer that question. AEW, I did not catch AEW, and I cannot answer it. And Nate's going to jump down my throat for this one. Goddamn right. All right, we'll pass it to uh, Nate Bender. Nate, can you uh, can you? No, pass it to Erica. She still has no point. Let's give her a shot. Come on, man. Oh, what is this? What is this? Ref, come on. Nate, it's Mother's Day, and I'm working right now with you. So throw me a bone. Give me the two points. The answer is Penelope Ford. Thank you. It is. That is correct. Two points uh, for Erica. Penelope Ford. Um, I don't have a good talking point for, for Penelope Ford. You guys want to just take it? Yeah, I, I'd like to take the reins on this one. I really wish they would let her just be on her own instead of saddling her to a guy. Thank you. Uh, she has enough charisma to be on her own. She has enough athleticism to stand on her own. Um, I mean, obviously, she's gorgeous. I understand why they want to kind of have her in a guy's corner to, you know, distract, you know, people during matches and stuff. I, I get it, but I feel like it's, it's it's doing her a disservice. Yeah, she should absolutely not be relegated to a valet. In every singles match that I've seen her in, and even, you know, like some four-way tag matches, she's been great. And I don't understand why they, you know, because before it was uh, Kip Sabian, she was with Joey Janela, and they had the completely contemptible name of Janelope, which is, I, oh my God, I fucking hate that. It is the worst. That is the worst ever. Um, so yeah, I'd like for her to separate herself from whoever she's supposed to be on the arm of. All right. And it, it occurs to me that we didn't even actually discuss, uh, Scarlett and Karen Cross's entrance and, uh, into NXT this week, the entrance was fascinating and it was absolutely one of those things that you guys were talking about earlier worked very well in a uh, a cinematic, almost empty arena kind of view. I'm real curious to see once they have to do it in front of a crowd, what it's going to be like, but it was, uh, it was all hype. That's for sure. You mean Scarlet's entrance? Cause it was uh, all eyes were on her. No one was looking at carrying cross, by the way, worst name ever. No one was looking at carrying cross. Uh, he, he was completely overshadowed by Scarlet. And, uh, I think that, uh, Jim Cornette, our old pal, Jim Cornette put it perfectly on his podcast this week, uh, when he called, uh, carrying across the new Mark Marrow, cause she is stable. That, that's, <laughs> and that's very true. And, uh, and Chuck, you mentioned it's good in an empty arena, but not in front of the crowd. Sad the sad fact is it's going to be a good amount of episodes before they're in front of a crowd again. So why not go all in with an empty arena? Here's the one thing that I want them to keep though. Keep the smoking ring, deploy it for someone else. When there's an actual crowd that was legitimately really cool. Everything else. Meh. I like I can take or leave. All right. So the scores so far look like this. We've got Nate with six points, Justin and Erica both tied at two points apiece. Erica answered the last question correctly, so she will get the final question of the round. For three points, Erica, boasting a 7-1 record, this Japanese actress turned wrestler has worked her way into becoming the number one contender for the AEW women's champion, Nyla Rose. Who am I talking about? Oh, crap. 
I see her. I see her ring gear. And I'm blanking on her name. And I feel like a bag of crap for blanking on her name. Would you like to have Nate's uh, Nate's heater uh, talk for you while you, uh, you know, try well, and think really, that's a thing. Don't implement me and anyone else's plan, okay? I'm with my boy right here. We're good. But I do wish her luck. That was very kind. Very, very sweet. Honestly, total brain fart, you guys. All right. We'll uh, we'll move on to Justin, uh, who does not watch AEW very often. So I don't know how well he'll fare with this one. I'm so interested to hear this answer. The 7-1 record with this Japanese actress turned wrestler has worked her way into becoming the number one contender to the AEW women's champion, Nyla Rose. So I don't have the answer, but I'm going to throw out there once again. I think it's dumb that they follow records in AEW for one. And my answer, my guess is going to be Tajiri. Tajiri. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it from a wrong answers only standpoint. That is, that is a fascinating uh, answer. So Nate, this one on to you. Now, Will, I see you getting ready to jump in. I don't need you to jump in here hey. because I actually, I know this. I don't need any time. I don't need any hesitation. The answer is Hikaru Shida. All right. Fair enough. That is correct. Hikaru Shida, which uh, puts Nate at nine points with the other two uh, at two points. Now, this week we uh, had a final question to answer to uh, kind of, Make sure that everybody got a fair shot. But uh, let me confer with Shawnee because at two, two and nine, I don't know that it really matters if we ask this final that's question. Right. Shawnee, no, that's right. No, that's right. That's right. No, the championship should be awarded. I think that the championship is going to be reward uh, awarded. Uh, I, I guess we could ask the two losers if they want to uh, continue to play the game. Let's math this out. Okay. If they wagered both of their points. Okay. If they put their points together in one pool. Okay. And then I just simply bid zero points. Even if they won, they wouldn't have enough points to beat me. That is a winner. Sir. Clean sweep all day. Correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't you supposed to at least bid at least one point? No, no, I didn't hear that. I that didn't hear was, that rule. That was not that was not laid out anywhere in the the uh, rewriting of the rules this week. We can go ahead and add that rule for next week. Go. For like next that. week, Nate. Um, but uh, we are not going to add the rule next week that you can combine your points to topple the champion. Uh, that might have to wait a couple. So weeks. let's just throw out the question anyway. For the fun of it, yeah. Let's uh, just to, just to see who uh, who's in second and who's in third this week. So between Erica and Justin, I I would uh, recommend to you guys that you uh, send me in a private message what you think the answer to this question is. That how do how do we want to work this, Shawnee? Yeah. So that way, that you know, one's not piggybacking off of the other. You go ahead and ask ask the question. They will send in their answers. They don't have to send in their bets. Uh, well, they should because they're trying to find out who's in second place. And as of now, they're tied. So first off, you're going to have them. If you could each send uh, Chuck the wager that you're going to have, he will then ask the question and then you'll send him the answer. All right. I have my wager from Justin and there's one from Erica. The wagers are locked in. Ask away. <laughs> For all the marbles. Uh, or uh, the second place Marvels. All the second place Marvels, for sure. Uh, in a recent ESPN interview to promote the WWE Network documentary series, The Undertaker revealed that he was so disgusted with his performance at one particular WrestleMania match that he didn't want to watch it back. Who is his opponent this match, and which WrestleMania was it from? I invite both of you to private message me your answers. And uh, while we are going about doing that, Nate, uh, go ahead and, uh, I guess, give us your celebratory 60 seconds as the third week champion our first two-time champion that's right well listen uh i am uh so humbled and uh proud of my accomplishment right now and uh I, you know i couldn't have done it without this man right here will will you get at least half of this promo so go ahead and take it away i am a manager and a friend of champions. I don't hang out with losers. And for you guys to try to change things up on the fly to discredit my friend here, he still came out on top. That's King right. of the mountain, 
all day. That's- we'll make sure to hold this title for as long as we want. Woo! That's right. All day. All right. I've got an answer from Justin. Uh, just waiting on one from Erica here. I can hear her typing. I certainly hope you're not accusing her of cheating. Not at all. No, I've learned my lesson. If I'm going to accuse anybody of cheating, it's going to be uh, off off mic in a booking committee meeting. I smell collusion. You know what? I may have to write a very stiff letter on cardboard, okay, and send it out because I don't trust this. You know what? We're going to turn you into the Maryland Athletic Commission. Exactly. Okay. You got right. looking All at right. fine suspensions. You know what? Maybe even pull that license. I don't know what kind of show you're running, but I don't like it. All right. Well, the answer to the question in a recent ESPN interview, The Undertaker revealed he was so disgusted with his performance at this WrestleMania match, he didn't want to watch it back. The answer is his match at WrestleMania 33 against Roman Reigns. Justin, you guessed that particular answer and uh, wagered all your points. Erica wagered, and I quote, all of it, bitch. However, did not get the correct answer. So that means that, Justin, you are in second and Erica uh, bringing up the back end this week for uh for the show justin would you like to cut a 60 second promo on our champ this week? Uh, first of all uh about that undertaker match poor undertaker has wrestled way too far into his age and his career from being a badass to just slow in the ring he needs to slow it down that match was a clear example of that meanwhile nate needed the backup he took his time can i hear the question again over and over the mouthpiece gave the spiel. I know we're not accusing of cheating on this show. I'm not. I'm just mentioning it. I'm not accusing. Either way, whatever you want to call it over there, have your title back. Your backup won't be here next week. It'll be a whole different story. We'll go back to the fairway, the way I like to have it, and the way I will get my title back. All right. Thank you, Justin. Erica, you've got 60 seconds. Let our, uh, let your opponents know why next week you are absolutely going to trounce them. Well, for starters, uh, perhaps I'll do a little bit more preparing. I'll be honest, I kind of sandbagged it this week. A little busy. But sue me. I am a mother in the middle of a quarantine, and today is Mother's Day. The fact that I'm even here gracing you all with my presence... You should be, frankly, honored. And also today is my wedding anniversary to my betrothed, the love of my life. And to be honest with you, I care more about having a nice steak dinner with him and possibly some sex later tonight than I do really giving any of you the time of day. So I bid you adieu. And if you haven't yet called your mothers. Okay. That's uh, that's going to do it for this week's One Fall Show. Thank you all for uh, participating, Nate, Erica, and uh, and Justin, as well as you, Shawnee. Thank you for uh, helping me hold down the fort here. Don't you forget to thank Will. You thank Will. I'm right here. I Totally just disrespectful all the time right here. I've been picking that up. And, Nate, I do wish you luck next week because I choose not to be here next week. But I do give my man good spirit and good luck as well. Yes, I would like to thank Will for, at the very least, making us heavily rethink some of our rules as far as this game goes. But thank you all for being a part of the One Fall Show this week. Make sure you're checking us out on social media at The One Fall Show and leave us a rate and review wherever you are getting this particular podcast. What can I do? How can I help? Well, thank you all for uh, taking some time out of your Sunday and your Mother's Day to uh to hang out with us and, and talk some wrestling so hopefully we can uh, do this again next week and hopefully we'll get sharper and sharper as the weeks progress thank you for having me yeah it was fun i like it yeah much appreciated everybody have fun be safe and yep. don't fall in the hole <laughs> enjoy uh enjoy money in the bank yeah, guys I hope it's good yeah you too By the way, Alistair Black better win the damn briefcase tonight. I agree. I, I I want him to go over. He's the only one I give a shit about in the match. Uh, I think that uh, Possum King Baron Corbin should go off the side of the building. <laughs> yes, yes. He's he's the only one. He's the only wrestler that has blocked me on Twitter. So you know what? I hope uh, he misses the crash pad. <laughs> damn. <laughs>
Wow. <laughs> oh, he blocked you? Yeah. Oh, no. Strowman blocked me. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I got blocked by KO, but he blocks everybody. I blo- yeah. he, he blocked me simply for uh, for pumping up Sami Zayn and asking him why he was such a cheater. <laughs> and I got the Ziggy. <laughs> I'm actually pretty tight with Chris Hero because at a Ring of Honor show here in Dearborn, uh, it was him and Brian uh, Danielson or Daniel Bryan. And they were doing a spot where they went into the crowd and I caught Chris Hero doing a crossbody and that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> so they immediately cut that from the DVD release of that Ring of Honor show. And I yeah. sent him a tweet. I said, dude, I have to apologize because back in 2009 or 2009, I ruined you and Brian Danielson's spot because <laughs> I didn't get out of the way. <laughs> Ants. I just want to say I was watching some old wrestling and I watched uh, the wonderful uh, Booker T Buff Bagwell match on Raw today. Any of you guys remember that right at the beginning of the invasion in 2001? Yes, unfortunately I do. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. I witnessed that one. Holy! <laughs> why? Why did you? Why'd you go back and watch that one, Justin? Of all the matches no, you could watch. I did not just watch the match. I watched the show. I am watching 2001 right now when I, you know, I got a lot more free time now that we're dealing with what we're dealing with. So, oh, so are you just like plugging through Raws like in the background and uh, stuff? Raws and SmackDowns and pay-per-views. I'm going through all of them, to be honest. Are you, are, are you, go, are you going in like chronological order? Correct. Yes. Oh, oh, dude. Wow. That's a project. It is for sure. And this is how this tells you how long we've been out. I started and I started actually in November of 2000 because I've been doing this for a while on and off. But just yeah. since we've been out, I started in November of 2000. I'm in July of 2001. So Jesus, I, I had actually started doing that from like WrestleMania 12 because that's the last uh, r- like f- from when I was a kid, that was the last wrestling pay-per-view that I clearly remembered. And I was following it after that, but I couldn't like my parents wouldn't let me do pay-per-view all the time. So I only got what was on raw. And so I, I started picking up the raws from there and, uh, and watching all of the, the pay-per-views and stuff. And I forget where I left off, but uh, I was plugging through them at a pretty good clip. Well, I like to do it because like, I started watching wrestling in the year 2000, but I was also a very young kid. So going back and watching it, I watch it with a completely different eye when it comes to the storyline and you know stuff like that. So I just want people to learn how to fucking Irish whip, like take an Irish whip. That's all I want. Like, both AEW and WWE this week were guilty of the weakest fucking Irish whips <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And I'm, I was just sitting there screaming at my television. Joey Janela was one of them. And I can't remember who on WWE was the other one. It may have been, oh, you know what? It was Mandy Rose. That Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville match was fucking horrible. Boo, fuck you. This shit sucks.